This concept's with pivot. You understand just how we living. This for me is like rap religion. Open on beat, cause we got this skype. When it comes to this, y'all, I can get it hype. When it comes to this, y'all, calm has risen. How you living, huh? Yo, how you living, pivot? You have to be totally vulnerable, right? Mm. And be and confident, present, let whoever you are, just let just let it be. And <clears throat> and at the same time, and be fearless. And at the same time, be okay failing, even though you're Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Are you are and, and my question is, are, are you truly okay with that? Hey man, let me tell you something. When you're a comedian, you live on getting fucked up. They throw you out on everything. Charity events. We're losing the crowd. Fuck, nigga. (laughs) I'm way over here. You ever see a charity event, how it's structured? It is structured for comedic failure. The stage is here. It's a fucking empty, weird dance floor that they put together. Worst feng shui uh, that you could imagine. Like leftover from, from... Fucking a uh, uh, mariachi band, right? Fucking stage, right? And then it's tables, right? And then it's rich people, and they're mm-hmm. like a million miles away. And I'm like, and then the first thing you say is, "How y'all feeling?" And you just hear clinks of cutlery on the table and drinks. I, I said, "This is fucked up." But you know what I did? I got fucked up so many times doing those. I learned how to do it. Last time I did an event, Robert Kraft for the Patriots. Jamie, I'm going to introduce. Don't introduce me. Why? It's the wrong thing to do on this crowd. What are you going to do? I said, just give me a microphone. I'll figure it out. I got my DJ set. Mm-hmm. I go in the back where they're bringing out drinks. I bring out drinks and I'm serving it to the table. <laughs> I said, oh, snap. You didn't think I was going to bring these drinks, did you? You didn't think I was going to be in the back of the room with you because yeah. the good tables is up there. I right. want to be back here. Where are you from? Right. Oh, you from New York? 917. We got the 917. Where are you from? Oh, the 305? Oh, shit, we got the 305. You know what? I know what y'all want to do back here. Y'all want to party. Do you remember? Now I'll go into my whole bag. All the right. shit that they said with the music and all that. Now I'll bring that in. Now I soften them up and I do. It's almost like military. We're going to conquer all of these small cities right. here in the back. Till we get to the front. And then by the time I get up there, it's a party. And that's all that is, is falling on your face at the charity when the people walked out and said, everything was great except for that comedian. Shit. It's horrible. So you got to be able to live in a fucked up space. I remember this dude named William Wilson. He was a great comedian. But every once in a while, he just have an off game. Like, he was dying in, 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 at this, this comedy place one day. And I know he's better than that. And he said, yep, yeah, I'm dying. I'm going to die. I'm going to tell you another joke, too. Shit, I'm on fire. I might as well go on it. And, yeah. he, and it, what was funny is watching him drown, but his commentary on him drowning lets you know that, hey, man, we comics. Even when we ain't funny, they laugh. Right. If you, and that's the toughest part, because a, a comic um, who said to me recently, and I, I'm a, I can't say her name, um, said to me, <laughs> it was brutal. And she said, you'll never know what it's like to be a comedian, Jerry. I'm sorry. She said to me, point blank, she's a dope comedian. She's the real deal. And I, I said, 
tell me why. She said, because you will never know what it's like to schlep from one little tiny comedy club to the next in front of no, no one, for nobody, for years and years and years and years and grind. And you'll never know what that's like. And I said, I respect that. And thank you for being honest with me. Now, I go to a club here on Fairfax and there are two millennials there and they're waiting for the DJ and there are comics in the back and they don't know who I am and I bomb and I keep going back and it's on Tuesday nights and it's brutal and I take my lumps and I've been on stage since I was eight years old. I didn't break through until I was 37. I won the Fresh Face of the Year Award at 37. Talk to him. Nothing fresh about my face. Preach. Okay. So. Hashtag preach. So. Pippinim. So. I can stand <laughs> naked in front of your house. <laughs> let your penis hang off of the balcony. God damn. That's Speak the last thing I can do. God you're, damn. You're right. You're right. I'll do right, everything right, but you're that. You're right. You're everything right. but that. God damn Stand it. Stand with your chest hairs. Captain Morgan, these motherfuckers. <laughs> Talk. They don't know the struggle. Keep See, going. And, and, and I said, so because I've been on stage since I was eight years old and I broke through at 37 and that was my reality. I had decades of grinding in another arena, so I know the struggle. And that's why I'm able to ask you the questions that I can ask you. And my point is, there is no more opinionated group than stand-up comics. I'm gonna ask you, why do you think she told you that, motherfucker? She don't want you to get that shine, man. Cause here's the thing, a motherfucker can start doing comedy at the age of 60 if they want to. You, want, you can't tell a motherfucker when to start doing comedy. You can't tell me when to start singing. Right. You can't tell me when to start uh, yoga. You can't <laughs> tell me nothing about my life. Live right. your motherfucker. That's what I had to do when I was coming up. That's why I get a lot of motherfuckers that hated on me. I say, hey man, I do all. I do it all. Only thing I can't do is bowl. <laughs> I do it all. I, I nigga, uh, uh, football, basketball, track, and exotic dancing, any fucking thing you want. I do it all. And I say, y'all can't tell me how to entertain the people. They, the, what's crazy about what you talking about your struggle? The people don't give a fuck about your struggle. I paid $28 to get in this motherfucker. I got a two drink minimum with this girl I'm trying to hit. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I'm trying to coax her. You yeah. come out, fuck my night up. I'm pissed, I don't give a fuck who you are. Right. And I've seen, I've been on shows, man, where it was New Year's, Cleveland, Ohio. You can't, Cincinnati, you can't get no more black than that. <laughs> I remember we was working with this artist. I ain't gonna say who it was, but the comedian, he worked way longer than me. He's going up uh, last. I said, man, you want me to go up and get this crowd? Because it's, it's a serious black crowd. He looked at me, uh, Jamie, please. I said, no, I'm just saying, you know, like your comedy is a little different. I, right. You know, I got this real nigga shit. I wanna. And he had his agents there and they all laughed at me. So I went out and I came out on a song, uh, Heavy D in Effect with more bounce to the ounce. <laughs> Weed was in the air. The shit was like a fucking, it was like a fucking, I don't know. It was, it was like a revolution of black music. They, right. they heard that music, it was oh, it was the old shit crowd. Oh shit. Right. And then I came down the fucking aisle and I danced for 12 minutes. You know, right. I was giving, I was giving them the shit. Right. I get through my act and thinking about what he told me. And his wife had just came up to me and said, Jamie, I can't wait to see your little ditty. Mm. My, my little ditty. <laughs> and then I turned into Jack Nicholson. Right. Wait till they get a load of me. Right. Right? Yeah. And I made sure I stayed within my time. It was 30 minutes. At 28 minutes, I dropped that motherfucking mic. And the ceiling went. <laughs> motherfuckers was like, 
I walked past his wife in slow motion. She was in the audience like, I was like, yeah. Interesting. And, and, then, and then I brought him on stage. He didn't want music. <laughs> Give it up yeah. for so-and-so. So he just ran. <laughs> How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? Right. And he died. You got to know your audience. And, and listen, and he had been telling jokes 20 years. Right. It don't matter. At least. J, J. Pitt, the one thing you ain't got to ask nobody about is how to go get it. Yeah. You've been getting it. And you get people that'll come up to you that have seen you on whatever, what's comedy, whether it's drama, whether it's your show, whether it's a movie, and say, hey, man, you moved me. And sometimes the people that are telling you so much about what you are, they just may not have it. You just may not have that thing. And you can never say, because I've been in it for a long time, that I'm owed anything. Because this business don't owe a shit. Mm -hmm. We could be here today and gone this afternoon. And so now, me and you both experiencing what that could actually almost be like, it makes you hungry. Because they've never experienced that. They've never been, to be honest with you, to be in the limelight, there's, there's more of a challenge. You know, so now yeah. you have a bigger hurdle. There is no challenge when you're, when you continue to be the underdog. I don't want to be the underdog. I want to be the dog. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be no motherfucking fuck that. Don't go anywhere. How you live in J Piven will be right back after we pay some bills. But isn't it interesting that that woman said to you, "I want to see your little ditty," and that just it it almost took you to another level, didn't it? You know, and so you need that. You need that chip on you need your shoulder. Chip on your shoulder, and you know what else you need, Jeremy? When I see your act and everything like that, now building that sermon. It's a sermon. It's Sunday morning, and you start the introduction. You take them through, and then you end your sermon. That's what it is. And once you got your sermon together. Mm -hmm. You want your sermon to be so great that you can give it to the camera guys, your producer, mm -hmm. and let them say those words, and they still get laughs. Mm -hmm. So that's what you work towards is getting that. My sermon ends with me taking my yarmulke off and dropping the motherfucking <laughs> yarmulke. You know what I'm saying? The first comedy show I ever saw, I had smoked a bunch of herbal medication. I'm in the comedy. Herbal medication. Sweep upon the nation. <laughs> Even Obama smoked it before he go on television. I'm sitting there. I'm stoned as hell. I'm in the comedy cellar. I swear to God, Dave Chappelle, guest, he just fucking jumps up there. It was back in the day. And he goes, snap! And he, and he's, and he points me out. I'm stoned in the dark. And he goes, Jeremy Piven! <laughs> and he called me out and everyone's looking at me. And it was one of those moments where it was just insane where everyone turned to me. And I had no idea that he knew who the fuck I was. You know what I mean? And he was he's so dope that he's able to, in real time, call you out. To, you know, So that to me was fascinating. I made a breakthrough last night at the Laugh Factory. I know my set and I know I got to hit my shit. And the one thing I'm, that I'm really green at is crowd work because I'm not patient enough to let shit play out. Let play. I want to just keep hitting them with the bombs. Yeah. So I haven't really fucked with a ton of crowd work. If someone throws if some someone's shit, talking shit, oh, I can, I can, I can handle it, and I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with that. It's just I can't. Oh, you know, how, where are you from? How long have you been? Oh, you've been seeing. Oh, well, you're, you know, you, you don't deserve her. You're punching above your weight. Whatever that shit. Yeah. You know, I haven't really well, thing, worked bro. that shit. Here's the thing, bro. Crowd work don't work. 
when you're showing, <laughs> when you're trying to show some people shit, people don't want to hear about who in the crowd. They want to see you. Yeah. So a lot of times people that do that crowd work, I didn't know at the time, because I was like, oh, this motherfucker killed the crowd. But then he tried to do a special, and they said, well, the crowd stuff, it's a little limit. What's your act? Right. They don't have an act. You know, act. Maybe your right. act. You get out there and do your act, and if it's a crowd work thing, it's great. But but my, my the point of what I was saying is, for the first time last night, I was able to go from... I know my beats, I know how to make it smooth, transition, organic, make it look like, you know, it's all coming off the top of your head. There's a dude with the most enormous fucking Duck Dynasty fucking situation yeah, yeah, yeah. in the front row next to a black dude. And I had to just lay yeah, into right. them, right? And I suddenly was going, I know my shit, I'm ready. I know my transitions, but I'm gonna play with them and trust that my act will come, but I have to be present with these people in the moment. And there was a dude that, you know, has been touring with me and he went, what was that, man? You finally went to that next level that I knew I had, but I hadn't let myself go. You know what that's called? It's called skydiving. Yeah. So what you do when you go out, you know you got your act. That's in the kit. Skydive. What's skydiving? You jump out. You don't pull your parachute. You know? What's going on? How y'all feeling? <laughs> where you from? Oh, the so, so, so. Now, now you're getting, where's that? Okay, now that's yeah. right up. Now you enter your act. Right. So take the time. Take the first five, ten minutes. Feel them out. Within that five, ten minutes, when you're talking shit, you're going to find a nugget. Tell your guy, oh, you do that every show. And you do five, 10 minutes in 10 shows. Next thing you know, you got 30 minutes of new shit. So fucking free fall. Yeah. And then hold that shoot until you about to hit the ground. Then pull yeah. it, then go into your shit. Right. It's an interesting balancing act, isn't it? It's funny. I, I, I won't say who the comic is who decided that they needed to take work away from me. And one of the reasons they cited was that they thought that I was trying to make comedy look easy and they were offended, okay? And uh, I'm basically showing how fucking hard it is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How hard this, how the hard this journey is. Otherwise, I, you know. Listen, I, I, I never, I, I'll never disrespect a comedian personally and what they feel, but at the end of the day, Hey man, we live in the world. We, we shit is gonna happen. You know, you you gotta make things for yourself, and shit ain't the way it used to be. For every artist that had a song out back in the day, and man, these young motherfuckers and all they show out of tune with shit, man. I remember the day we had 30, 30 piece band. You know, I played the triangle. <laughs> I get a ticket, you know. I had my triangle case and I was, I was, you know, I was needed. Uh-huh. These young people, don't, people don't give a fuck about your triangle no more. Right. It's a different thing. So now you move. You can't look at Jeremy Pippen or anybody else and say, hey, hey man. if this is what the people want to see, this is what they're going to go see. And this man done put his work in and whatever opinion you have is connected to whatever you think you don't have. Yeah. 
And what's great about stand-up is, selfishly, I got to be honest with you, one of the many reasons I wanted to do this is because I've been misunderstood. Yeah. Totally. You know who I am. Yeah, man. People don't know who I am. Yeah. They have a sense of who I am. Yeah. And I talk about that in my act, you know? Yeah. But this is a way for me just to go, here I am, man. Yeah. I have nothing to hide. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here. When people see my hustle, and when I and when you don't even know the level, you your mind may be blown. I go to malls and hand out flyers for my shows. Wow! I do. That's, That's cool. how I get people, and they go, "You're the where? Where are you? You're at the yeah. okay." And I just come on, let's go, let's yeah, go. Man. And the clubs are going. You're out there handing out. That's what I did. That's who I am. Because yeah, I'm a Chicago stage actor. Yeah, man. We got to get it. We got to get. Come on, let's go. Three, one, two, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and Ethan Wabash. <laughs> Next stop, Pulaski. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, I, I, listen, man. I think it's wonderful the journey that we all can take as artists. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no, look at, look, man, look at this horizon, man. It ain't nothing stopping you from getting out there and doing whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you're doing stand up, man, that's fucking, that's a Remember when Charlie Sheen went out? Mm. You, but do you remember that, right? Yeah. Charlie Sheen went out. His act was whatever it was, but the fact that he was able to go out, you, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not connect, it's not, People were like, man, why Charlie Sheen? I said, man, the motherfucker want to go out. You want to talk. You know who does comedy? Donald Trump. <laughs> this motherfucker go out like he got a record out. Right. They be like, you going to the uh, uh, luncheon? No, nah, man. I got a gig in southern fucking Sippy, whatever right. he goes. Yeah. And he goes, that motherfucker doing jokes. Right. Why? You know why? It connects you to the people. And when you connect to the people, man, and you want to do your thing, you could go do your stand-up anywhere. You ain't even got to go to the club. You could go right wherever you want to go. I'm saying, but you do that because you want to get the feeling. You want to you want to know what it is. But you don't owe comedy. You don't owe no comedian. I don't owe a comedian. I don't owe none of these motherfuckers to be saying, "Oh, that Fox, they don't put you on the list." I don't give a fuck about your list. I know what I am. I know when them niggas see me, they go, "Ooh, he in here." He going up, I hope he fuck up. And that's one thing. But other than that, man, we don't owe nobody nothing, man. We don't owe the world or the, it ain't no comedy guys or actor guys. Man, we get how we get it. We live in a capitalistic society. Let's get it popping. And people want to come party with you. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Piven will be right back after we pay some bills. You better, you better. I, I know you, and I know you're gonna you're gonna get out there and do your thing and 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 craft it, and ju- just because this is a learning experience for me. If there's one thing that you don't want to get into your head, that's gonna go. That's gonna stop me from fucking doing my thing. Is there something where, you know, that is there is there anything that can get in your way where you go? This is this personal relationships, <laughs> your personal relationships. You, you, you got to alert your family. Hey, it's going to be some shit said. Here's the check for all of the shit that's going to be said. This will. Well, you, you're a provider. I mean, I, no, 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 I've no, been no. to I'm your saying home. this was they're going to pay us. 
But, the, right. but No, no, it, I, I mean creatively. Is there something that can get in your way where you go, oh, that thought's not wanted. That energy's not right for me. Oh, I need to get rid of this so that I can be totally present and be... And well, it goes back to what I'm saying. What, what you're dealing with home and what you're dealing with in your life, sometimes that may impede your funny. I don't want nothing to impede my funny. Like I tell people all the time, like even if they... People say, yo, man, I got some shit to tell you. Don't tell me right now. I don't want to hear no bad shit because I'm on my comedy. I'm, 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 it's hashtag back on my funny shit. Right. So you know how we are with sponges. You know, right. we're actually like comedians are still actors. You know, we still go up and we embody what we are to be a comedian. Right. So if we got anything that's there. So what's the best place for you to be to create on your highest level? Oh, man. With the people partying, having a good time, seeing people at the mall, at the show. No, I meant, I meant ener energetically for you to feel like, okay, I'm in, I got my swag right now. This is it. I'm feeling, I need to, you know, get everyone get away from me so that I can feel fearless you know what what are those things that i'll tell you what it is having my sermon makes me feel comfortable if i know what i'm gonna say and i know i've checked out these 20 jokes and you were talking about the people you performed in front of this is where i did my jokes when i first started out i would go to the whitest cities in the world des moines iowa boise idaho hmm. uh, uh whitefish montana okay and tell my blackest jokes for an hour and whatever they whatever they recognize or understand I write or oh, they understood 15 minutes of this so I know that I can go anywhere in these types of cities there was no blacks I'm good I remember my first time I went to Gunnison Colorado and I'm in a cafeteria at this college and uh I was like is there any black people here uh well uh yeah our basketball team has uh has black <laughs> uh has a, a right. black but it's an away game so they're not here I was like, oh shit. So I go up and I do my material. And like I learn how to do it in front of that crowd. Then I take my political, you know, sort of higher brow material and go to the blacks, you know, the chocolate cities, uh, you know, uh, Chicago, the South Side, or East St. Louis, or. Mm, or wow, East St. Louis. Yeah, or, 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 or Miami, the bottom, mm. Fort Lauderdale, Liberty mm. City, you know what I'm saying, LA, Oakland. And if they understand that 15 to 30 now, put that together, I got 45 to an hour where no matter where I'm at, everybody understands. So my thing is more mechanisms. Whatever my head will be in, crowd gonna get me there. Like I could be in a fucked up mood, but I hear that crowd, I see them people, and I'm like, okay, it's time. And then if I got that Bible and I know it's gonna make people laugh, then I'm good. Don't overthink it, man. Roll that shit, JP. It's so funny you say don't overthink it. There's a dude, a comic, this is classic. He texted me, and I know I know that I did my thing last night. And I watched him, he, he closed it, and he did his fucking thing. And he texted me and gave me a bunch of notes. And one of the things was to overthink it. And then at the very end, he said, but I didn't really see your act. I saw the last minute or two. But you need to finesse more shit. You need to think more, and you need to overthink it. And I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? He ain't, he ain't no motherfucking get down. He ain't no motherfucking smoke my cigar and, and just be a bad motherfucker in the room. Sometimes you just be a bad motherfucker in the room and just let it fly. If you listen to too many people trying to tell you the laws of comedy. I yeah. heard all of them. Motherfuckers try to tell me all the laws. If I'd have listened to them, I wouldn't have done none of the shit I was going to do on stage. I'd come yeah. on stage and just walk for 10 minutes. 
I just walk back and forth, different walks. I wouldn't even right. say nothing. I don't give a fuck. Right. And so yeah. whatever it is that's in your bag, don't hold it, man. And don't listen. Don't listen to too many people telling you, oh, the the the, the dowdy smurf will never make it. Right. Oh, this is such a man, get out there. They 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 happy to see you. It, you just have to be fearless. Yeah, man. Fearless, baby. Get out there and get their Bible. Fucking freestyle. Get your shit. Get your couple of jokes. And hang out with other comedians. Like when I talk to Jimmy Kimmel, I'd be like, ooh, the way he think. Rock all them. You know, you gotta hang out with the dudes. And sometimes it's, it's, it's good to hang out with the guys that have have crossed over. When you hang out with the people that are still journeymen, it's a journeyman mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes they're afraid to go over. I stay in this one space with this 15, 20 minutes of jokes that I've been doing for the past 30 years. Right. And you know, it's gonna work, but you know, no, you wanna go ahead and give it. Thank you so much for doing this, man. It means, it means the world to me. Come on, Pippin. You know that. Come on, Pippin. Come oh, on, baby. I love it. I love it. You just got to see uh, the real Jamie and a guy who um, comes from stand-up, among other things, and is able to see someone like myself who is, you know, navigating that space and someone that is so uh, inspiring to me and is able to just uh, welcome me with open arms. And I took so much from that conversation. Uh, It was really empowering to sit down with him and to hear what he had to say. I mean, a guy like that, who's doing it on a high level and who can say those things to me means the world. And so um, that's um, that's gonna lift me up for a long time to come, the great Jamie Foxx. How You Live in Jay Piven is a cast original podcast in association with Common Enemy and Tenderfoot TV. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Theme song by Common. Executive producer for cast is John Spack. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Executive producers for Common Enemy are Jared Einson and Dave Osako. Catch all new episodes of How You Live in Jay Piven every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>